Hello listeners and welcome to Injury Time, the ISL episode again with me Sandeep and as always Debayan. Hello. So uh, today the traffic was okay? Yeah, surprisingly good. So maybe things are turning for the better. <coughs> yes, it's the summer so maybe there is that also. People are bunking office more. <laughs> Yes, uh, so let's getting into football. Yeah. Uh, as predicted, more or less, uh, the top four teams, Bangalore FC, FC Goa, Mumbai and North East have managed to qualify. The yeah. semi-finals are on the 8th and 9th and 11th and 12th. Yeah. And it would seem uh, it's 1-4 versus 2-3. and three. So, as it stands, I think North East will take on Bangalore FC and uh, Goa will face the Mumbai. Yeah, I guess it was important not to have uh, BFC and FC Goa play each other because they would probably start as the favourites whoever they face. And yeah, I mean, the four of uh, the most consistent teams across the season. Uh, some very nice visuals, especially of Northeast United celebrating their first ever entry into the playoffs. Uh, BFC doing it quite well in the end. I mean, ensuring that they'll finish top. And yeah, I mean, FC Goa have been good too and hopefully they'll all bring their A-game to the playoffs. Let's speak of Mr. Elko Shatori and uh, what he's done with his people. Yeah. Yeah, we saw videos of him uh, celebrating yeah. Jamshedpur blowing it essentially. Yeah. So, <laughs> what do you think is the significance of uh, North East finally making it to the playoffs in a larger scheme of things? I think it's a great development because uh, right from the start, Apart from Kerala, if there's been one team which has had a strong, you know, local connect, it has been Northeast United. And uh, uh, I mean, arguably, it's not that necessary in that sense for them because they've always had Shillong, Lajong, they've had Aizol in recent times, they've had Neroka in the I League. But uh, there is still there was a space for a team which would, you know, combine all the Northeastern states. And something which I heard from a lot of, uh, you know, football in the insiders in India that. It was very strange to have a team which was essentially operated out of Mumbai. Uh, apparently, they used to sit in a coffee shop just like we do in Guwahati. Like they didn't even have a registered office. So maybe it's a step which will encourage them to, you know, get more of a proper local connect going. Maybe have more uh, northeasterners in the management itself. And uh, they, I mean, one good thing about that team is that it has always stuck by a lot of local players, uh, local youngsters, and everything. And this has been one season where a lot of those local players have risen and you know shown one name which comes to mind is team has had a very good season so players like that i mean when they keep performing consistently that will only help boost football in the northeast no matter what the team does eventually so um elko shatari was very um expressive well, of course he <laughs> yeah. is uh, raghu called him the Jurgen Klopp of India for his touchline antics uh-huh. and whatnot, but he was often talking about how they don't have the players, they don't have a big squad. Yeah, for him to first of all for him to get them to where they are, it's a great achievement it and is. historically also. Secondly, why is it that they don't have enough? I mean, the money is more or less equal for the clubs, right? Except for a couple of foreigners that you can sign next year. So, where does that uh, come from? I think it uh, again it boils down to management and probably, I mean, in previous seasons at least, they've probably not really invested very wisely in the foreigners. So, that's been one big difference this season. You know, somebody like uh, Ogbeche has been so influential for them. Uh, Gallego has also been big. So, I'm, I'm not sure what their paychecks are, but considering how good these players are, they must be earning quite handsomely. Maybe that kind of uh, dents into that. But I believe that they've always been one of the lowest operating budgets among the ISL clubs. So, in that sense, it's not surprising that they've always been a little short in terms of their squad strength. And uh, what you get with a lot of these Northeast players is that uh, there's a lot of relative inexperience compared to some of the other regions. 
so it's been good that uh, a lot of young players have come through the ranks uh, somebody like a uh, raulin borges has probably kind of reinvented himself this season second wind yeah and that was much needed i thought last year was probably the year that he would kick on but mm. that year has come now you know better late than never yes uh, and also coming back from an injury issue yeah. uh, switching our this thing to mumbai so they emphatically qualified with a 3-1 demolition of uh, adk Sogo with three goals. Uh, so, is there any way to stop Sogo from scoring other than when he runs offside by himself? Well, he has. He had stopped scoring for a few matches, yeah. hadn't he? Because Mumbai. But the service was not there. In when we matches. were discussing, yeah, they were going through a little bit of a lean patch. So, in that sense, it was a great victory. Uh, I, as you would recall, I expected you know ATK to really fight, and I, to be fair, they did. They just weren't good enough on the night. But yeah, Sogu has that thing about him. He is, you know, surprisingly fast for a guy of his size, and that's why he's quite de- uh, different to uh, de- uh, difficult to deal with. And that'll make uh, him one, you know, player to watch out for in the playoffs. Who could be a spoiler for some of the bigger teams, whether they play go on to play Goa or uh, Bengaluru. If uh, Sogu has a good first leg, then Mumbai will be in with a chance, real chance of uh, causing a big upset. Yes. Uh, now you touched on Sogu. Spoke about Agbeche before. This is something. Well, I suppose most people would have looked into. Uh, le- let's look at the four teams that have qualified. Yeah. Uh, Goa has scored 35 goals in total. Koro has 14. Edubedia came second with uh, seven goals. That's 60% of all goals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then um, Bangalore FC has 28 goals with Chetri top scoring with eight, Mikko Mikko four, Udanta five. Yeah. So that's I think uh, what 17 goals between the three of them. Yeah, it's probably a better distribution. Yeah. It's about 60%. And to but, think um, Mikko didn't play three. for most of the season. Yeah. And then Sogo and Ogbeche has scored 12 and 24. I mean 12 goals. Yeah. Of 24 for Mumbai and 22 for uh, North East yeah. United. 50 percent of more than 50. 50 and more than 50. Yeah. So now we know all about, and we know in North East only two players score. Yeah. So going into the playoffs, now it will be easy for these guys. Not easy. They will know what to do because you stop the front man, you yeah. stop them scoring. And it's a it's a source of concern for these teams because when you have this kind of a reliance uh, on goals, then. I mean, to be fair, Goa are probably a little better off because they've still had other sources of goals. You know, somebody like a Jackie Chan yeah. has popped up from time to time and scored some vital goals. They know that they are also pretty decent off set pieces. We've probably not seen the best of them, but uh, and I mean, just the way that Koro goes about his business, you know that he'll get a goal somewhere in the playoffs. Hmm. So Goa and BFC probably, I mean, besides the fact that they are. The favorites in the playoffs. This is another reason that they have had multiple sources of goals, and they've been free scoring. So you know that they will get goals at some stage or the other. Can't see them going, you know, 180 minutes without scoring a single goal. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's part of their game, also, I assume. So. Um BFC played Goa in what is largely an academic match. And I think you went for it. So yeah, yeah, I was. Tell there. me about how it went. So obviously BFC won 3-0 against Goa. Going into this match, I thought it was Goa's match to lose. Yeah. And uh, that's how it proved because they were on form. I think they hadn't lost for a while. BFC was struggling for form. Yeah. There were two teams on the up and one on the down. Hmm. Uh, they got a red card. BFC Nishu and. This uh, I will I don't say this very often, but that referee should not be refereeing any matches. Like hands down, he should not be. Who was this? I think uh, I forgot his name, but he's a famous one. Vegas? No, the somebody else. Pranjal. Ah, Pranjal Banerjee. Yes. Okay. He he flashed the yellow to 
Nishu sometime during the yeah. first half yeah. early in the first half for pulling somebody down yeah. I don't remember I think Jackie yeah. he pulled him down and that was fine fair mm. and then the next yellow was for a uh, jumping header he went he climbed for a header kind of didn't even elbow him his elbow kind I of touched there was, him there was also some descent after that yeah he d- not that was the but the yellow card I think he forgot that he had carded him first okay and then because that is not he wouldn't give a second yellow for descent for saying just one word or mm-hmm. was not in his face or anything like that so that was one yeah. and then there was this, he was just flashing cards at wrong people yeah. like we were confused at the press box we thought either uh, ahmed jawu or uh, mandar had to be sent off because there were three yellow cards between the two of them <laughs> but apparently one went to pinya and they were all it was just a mess yeah. in a press box yes, yeah. yeah and i called the office and said i am not mentioning anything because i do not know what happened so that is a level of confusion that was there but uh, this is this i think is interesting for goa yeah that uh, they were playing 11 on 11 they were on top there was no question about it bsc mm. didn't break them down nothing yeah. but the moment it went 10 on 11 mm. and they felt that they second half that they can have it easier and lovera said this that this was the most disappointing 45 minutes he has had in goa as a coach yeah because they blew up basically yeah i mean 3 nil on the face of it sounds like a demolition Absolutely, and to be fair, BFC did the BFC things. They scored the first goal through a set piece, which is what they do. Second is uh, Udanta running on, which is again what they do. And third is Miku just turning and hitting from 30 yards, which is what Miku does. So they did what they do. So that's been a huge uh, bo- uh, bonus for BFC in recent matches. Miku coming back into yeah. some sort of fitness and now hitting form. So yeah, out of the playoffs, that's crucial for them. and i mean well deserved rest for sunil chetri also from time to time so that will yeah, i think he has pulled his hamstring uh, as slightly okay i think he should be fine for i don't think he'll be playing the match against jamshedpur but he should be fine for semi finals yeah. it was more of a yeah uh, and i mean to be fair the last game also showed that they can win without chetri yeah absolutely without a big you know contribution from him yes bigoku <laughs> coming on is a big big yeah. difference i would say and uh, the good thing is that they seem to have options I and mean, they obviously haven't been able to find a complete uh, you know a uh, replacement for sencho as yet but other than that they seem to have a pretty decent well oiled unit they know exactly who goes into what position what their responsibilities are yeah. and most of the players are in form so that's a good sign one one interesting thing carles said after the match was uh, luis ma who's the new yeah, player who's yeah. they replaced sencho yeah. with he said this was the kind of game that he wanted Luis Mappa. Yeah. But Sancho is not the guy who's going to drop drop in get yeah. the ball, yeah. hold it, turn. Yeah. He's not that player and this is the player that he wanted so I think there is something there. Sure. They probably look for a replacement for uh, Eric Bartalo also yeah. because yeah. they'll need to. It mean, is a big loss for the team. But hopefully they can I don't know if they can get it done before the semi-final is up from that time. But the uh, Super Cup I think would be an ideal plan for us to think about. for them to think about uh, yeah. getting the players then uh, let's talk about delhi now why are they even having super cup on a different note yeah. just a, i think they need a minimum number of games eh? needless appendage to the season yeah but when there's nothing at stake i mean what do the super cup champion do yeah, yeah nothing so no, really no, pointless no, yeah you're yeah, absolutely correct 
I I mean last I I thought it was kind of last year because at least they had the AFC Cup spot for the winner something like no, that was no, going on. Did no. That's what I mean. Until and unless there's something to play for, like why even extend the season into like you know end of March, early April, that to in the heat of Bhubaneswar. I think it's just bonkers. I mean, yes, there aren't enough games thanks to the ISL, but that's only because of your own planning. So <laughs> to make up for that, just to make them play in the heat and. You know, risk picking up more injuries and everything. I think it's quite unfair on all the clubs, to be honest. But do you feel like it? This we should have a cup tournament, but which should be we simultaneous should. with the league. Uh, see, I don't know about the placing of it. I mean, that's entirely up to AFF, whatever suits them. I mean, we know that it's an old debate, and from Z days we have debated that this India is a different country to England, so you can't have, you know, midweek Federation Cup matches because the distances are such. So you have to get every paraphernalia over from one city to another and everything. So that's that's not a debate for me. Like, but the bigger debatable point is that while there's nothing at stake, why have the Super Cup at all? I mean, I know it was a sort of a throwaway, you know, uh, commitment made, especially to the I League clubs. But I mean, I hope in future there will be a you know AFC uh, slot at stake for the I League clubs to fight for if they get demoted to the second division. All of it is ridiculous. To be honest, yeah, I mean, how can a second division team get an AFC Cup slot? That seems well. Uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we are so messed up in terms of structurally yeah, yeah. doing it. It's been a very uh, sort of surreal five years or five years? No, nine years almost now. Nine years? Yeah, with IMG Reliance. It was 2010 that it was signed. Oh, not 2013. In my no. head, it was 2013. No, yeah. 2010 when when Z uh, and AIF parted ways and IMG Reliance swooped in. Hmm. So yeah, it's been nine years, and come to think of it, in nine years we. We've probably gone backwards in terms of having a definitive structure. <laughs> so, so much for birth of a footballing nation. Yeah, but uh, let's not tell Seb Blatter about all of those things because we've been the dragons who have been sleeping for a long, long time. <laughs> so, I think Infantino is also continuing to chime the same company dialogue. Well, I mean, they they do need Indian money, but they just don't know how to get to it. <laughs> okay, uh, coming back to the ISL. Uh, just before we wrap up, this is probably the last uh, topic of discussion. Yeah, Delhi are now unbeaten in six. So proud as a Delhiite. And they have won four of the six. And they ended Pune's six-game unbeaten run with the three. What were these teams doing? What were they doing in the first half of the season? But but Delhi we knew would come good. Yeah, we've always said they'll yeah. come good. Pune probably with the pressure going off, they've started playing better. And was this the game where Marcelino got a red card? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What a joker! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, he amazes me, and every season he's amazed me. Good player, terrific player, even when he was with Delhi. But each season he has some of these moments of complete uh, brain fade or brain farts actually. Yeah, you yeah, see, but I do like him though. Because he looks like a different player when he shaves. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. in that sense, but uh, I was very happy to see the but, three players. But his like on-field demeanor is anything but squeaky clean. Yeah, of course not. He'll stamp. He'll you know dive. He'll do some strange things, and he doesn't need to do that. He's no, he's still got a player who wants. He's to almost a complete package because he's yeah. he's it capable of so. falling back. Yeah, but yeah. he's capable of falling back. You know. Threading the defense with his passes, he's capable, amazing of dead balls, yeah. good shooter. Everything is perfect with him. But I mean, just this discipline action. I mean, he probably needs his father to be the coach or something. Like, I think it's just like now it's all over. Or does a point? It's okay, good. No, but he's been doing this every season, <laughs> and that's. I mean, if I were the coach, I would be really annoyed with a player like that because 
if you if he channels his good self then he can be probably as good or as dangerous as somebody like a koro yes absolutely uh, because he's got the tools but uh, let's delhi goal scored by three indians yeah uh, changte romeo daniel uh, lalampuya again third goal in two games i think yeah uh, romeo's goal i think was important because he's probably not really you know kicked down very good in delhi yeah. yeah i mean the kind of promise he showed in the early couple of seasons for goa after that he's just sort of faded down and lost his uh, you know mojo uh, lost his mojo and also lost his opportunities with the indian team i mean he, did he not go to brazil Roma. yeah atletico paranaense that didn't really end up well for him i don't think so i mean he he did train with them but i don't think he was kind of uh, I, i'm not sure about the details but i don't think he was like assimilated into any of their major and i mean there are some who are a little more skeptic and say that there was some like you know angle to zico seeking mm. to gain out of that move and everything Oh okay conspiracy so, theories yeah. are always there I mean not so much a conspiracy theory but yeah I mean it's just the business of football and ISL was new then so hmm. you had an opportunity to make the most of it but yeah I mean there's no doubt that he's a good player you know uh, him and um, Mandar bombing down the flanks for Goa was one of the early great images of the ISL but good for him to get a goal because he's just looked uh, you know completely lacking in confidence hmm. in the last few seasons for Delhi so good for him to get a goal and a good point you made about indian scorers and that's been the good thing for delhi this season that they had a lot of indian goal scorers there's not really been a dependency on one player which is probably also why they've not made it to the playoffs yeah. if they had one you know talismanic player uh, they could have certainly been among the record yeah but what a super season that they've had and there's so much for them to build on to they let's they hope they don't uh, mess it up going forward I, I, I was looking at some of the tweets from uh, rohan sharma and i believe he wants to stick with this coach and with this setup yeah. so that's a good sign because that coach is getting the best out of his players now with some minor tweaks uh, i yeah. think they will be contenders next year yeah, or the year after should be a force sure. to reckon yeah. with next season Yeah, and uh, another thing is Daniel scoring. Uh, is, you spoke about a player losing confidence and yeah. not doing well. Now yeah. he's got three goals in two games. Uh, I remember having this conversation with someone in, not in the Delhi camp, but someone in the know, and then they were talking about how Daniel is now scoring. One of the worries that everybody's having is next season when they go. might get a foreign striker mm-hmm. and that would kind of curtail his chances because he is a confidence player from yeah. what we've seen yeah. what I've spoken what we've heard but then he needs the run of games correct but it's it's up to him if he keeps scoring now if he keeps scoring in the super cup that will just make it diff- difficult for the coach to drop him he might have to you know refashion his uh, attacking plans and maybe you know start with two strikers or something just redesign the attacking line but Daniel has been good. Changte has had a very good season. season yes. Yeah. So, so uh, these are all positives for Indian football at large. So uh, I, I guess that is there anything else you would like to add? No, looking forward to the playoffs. Let's yeah. hope for some good end to it. Yes, let's hope for some good end to it. Well, now it's kind of uh, dead. Otherwise, the league is more or less done. Yeah, it Today, was done a long time ago. To be honest, yeah, <laughs> it was done before. It was the just restart. the Delhis and the Pune's that were keeping us entertained. Yeah, yes. <laughs> So uh thank you Devan for the time. Uh thanks everyone for listening. Uh we will try and put ourselves on Spotify also because it's now come in India. So we'll let you know how that goes. In the meantime, keep listening to uh, the podcast wherever you are and uh, enjoy the game. Thank you.